This podcast is produced by Unedited. Hello and welcome to The Dreamer's Disease. My name's Alex Manzi and on each episode we'll hear the story of someone who's quite inspirational and is out following their passions and really making a name for themselves along their path. On this week's episode, I'm joined by Mim Sheikh, who is a broadcaster, a poet, an actor, and he's done some really incredible work. You know, he currently works as a presenter on One Extra and the BBC Asian Network. He's done some really good work for the BBC as an actor. He's got some amazing videos on YouTube, which are kind of like prank videos, and he's got some incredible, incredible spoken word pieces about his life and what he's been through. So so it's really interesting to hear his story and his journey to date and how he's kind of gone through his path and found himself where he is today, which is, you know, doing really powerful work, not just on the radio, but work with mental health charities, etc., etc. So I hope you guys can enjoy this one. But before we jump in, I'd like to thank you for listening. Everyone who's checked, you know, either one episode out or all of the episodes or 10 minutes of one episode, it really does mean a lot. And and if you do like what you hear, then make sure you subscribe by going on iTunes, typing in Dreamers Disease, hitting that subscribe button and also leaving a review so I can, you know, get a sense of what you guys like about the podcast or you know what you'd like to hear more of. You can also follow Dreamers Disease on Instagram by searching at the underscore Dreamers Disease. But for now, let's jump straight in and let's hear all about Mim's story. All right, so I'm joined by the multi-talented. Multi, you like that one? Multi-talented Ooh, Mim yeah, that one a lot. I might miss a few off the list. No, don't worry. I don't even want to hear any of them. Presenter, <laughs> actor, poet, yeah, uh, performer. Yeah. That's it. Comedian, no. I guess. Yeah. No. What do you mean? Of, yeah. Sort of. Where? Because I've done a few funny videos. Yeah. That would make me a comedian. Uh, like comedy territory. It makes me be maybe a comedic actor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because right. comedian is like, that's stand-up comedy. Yeah. Okay. But then, how would you? I have this. I have this. This. I have this struggle with people labeling people who do funny videos as, as com- comedians. Why? Because stand-up comedy is an art form. Yeah. And you, I feel like you can only be called a comedian if you've done stand-up comedy. Yeah. So if you haven't done that yet, you're just a comedic actor. Yeah, I get that. But then we, by that means, would you say someone like, I can't remember his exactly his name, but a face jacker, phone jacker. Yeah, Kayvan. Yeah, Kayvan. Kayvan Novak. Novak. What would he He's do a comedic then? actor. He's not a comedian. Okay. And what about the guy who does, um, what was his name? Dom. The guy who, you know, hello! With the massive oh, phone. Oh, Dom Jolly. Dom Jolly. Did he do stand up? I don't know. If he done stand up, then he's a comedian. Then he's a comedian. Yeah. If he if he didn't, a comedic actor. Yeah. I get that. That's cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't I I don't deserve the title of comedian. Yeah. I've never I mean I done stand up comedy once for one extra. Oh, you did. Yeah. Yeah, and it well, it was the scariest yeah. experience of my life. What was the scariest thing about it? Bro, having to make people laugh. <laughs> And knowing that you have to, I you have to laugh in order for me to be on stage and be funny yeah. and do it well. Yeah. You have to laugh. Yeah. So there's an element of if you don't laugh, then it's over, like it's finished, yeah. finito. And it, was that just playing in your mind? Yeah, the on the way up, I was texting uh, Rachel, my producer at the time, going, um, "Scrap it, the feature idea is rubbish. I don't want to do it no more." She's like, "Too late, you have to." And we went up there, and I didn't prepare anything. Really? Yeah. Was there last minute in the, and you got all these comedians backstage who are killing it like Slim, Ori Styler, yeah. um, Axel, Blake. Everyone was there just writing 
had their stuff prepared and I was just there like, what the hell am I going to do five minutes sit alright cool bam 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 Google a few jokes <laughs> yeah, I'd be like what can I say alright we're in Birmingham let me make references to the film one day made references to the film done an accent of like El Presidente who was a character in that film yeah. and the, the, the movie just stuck in my head and I was making jokes about that and Ace come up to me afterwards because he was DJ he goes bro I thought he was going to bomb you know I'm not going to lie <laughs> I actually was waiting for you to bomb like hard but you didn't you done alright like yeah. they loved you I was like yeah. yeah I don't know I think people thought I was a comedian for a while when I, think, I was doing I think like, the, the, the funny prank videos, videos thing leads yeah. to that which is why I kind of hesitated to say it but it's it's a weird kind of category mm. like you said isn't mm. it that people fall into yeah it's true I just think it's um yeah I think that's that's the association people are going to have if you're kind of putting an image out of yourself of being a funny dude mm. you know what I mean yeah you automatically get put in that yeah that funny box yeah. it's, it's labels isn't it yeah, like we all course. put labels on people because of what they do and how they are yeah. and how do I need I need to identify this person who is new in my world who I don't know so how do I identify this person alright my brain's telling me he does funny videos so he's a comedian do you get what I mean yeah but is he actually yeah he's not really a, he's not a comedian though. he ain't done stand up comedy so you shouldn't really call him that this is true this is what I, this is what I think yeah so I've got a little known fact for you which I actually spoke about in a recent episode of the podcast is I've done three stand up comedy what? gigs in my life shut up yeah shut up very little known fact shut yeah, up yeah 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 I know I'm, obviously I'm hilarious so. <laughs> <laughs> are you for real no seriously honestly yeah no yeah, yeah basically it was um it was for a friend. <clears throat> so in my old job, I used to share an office with um, my boss and, and this other guy who was an agent and part of his company looked after comedians. So they used to run a club night off the back of that. Um, sorry, like a stand-up comedy night off the back of that. And when they did their Christmas party one year, they did an open mic section and I was mouthing off in the office, that like being like the young, you know, like 19, 20 or just mouthing off. And he was like, all right, well, you think you can do comedy? Why don't you do little five minutes at the Christmas party then? I went, okay. But again, being like cocky, like young kid, I was like, cool, yeah, I'll do it. And I stuck to my words. I wrote I wrote a five-minute set. And I, yeah, and it went down all right. Yeah. yeah. It's mad how um, you have an idea of thinking how something that you're about to do for the very first time, I think this comes with when you do something for the first time that you've never done before. It's unknown territory yeah. and you're definitely out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And your brain has this function to go, oh, careful yeah. now. Like, careful, yeah. you could bomb, yeah. it could be bad. But then once you get over that and you just do it and you're just in your zone, it's like the most amazing thing to grab hold of. Like that feeling, I don't know how, it's not, it's not a tangible feeling. It's it's like it's uh, it's hard to describe, but it's just it's amazing to have and feel that. Yeah, you know? I think it's that thing of you need like one thing to settle you into it. It's like yeah. the comedy thing, like yeah. doing stand up. You need to make that first joke and hear those first little few laughs, and it settles yeah, you. Yeah, and you're good. You're like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I made them laugh at least once. Yeah, like I'm good. At least I can walk off saying I made. The yeah, crowd it's kind of like it's kind of like a radio show. Sometimes when you think like no one's really tuned into your show, or like you're just talking mm. and no one really cares, and then you see a couple messages come in and you're like oh no 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 wait 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 there's people out here listening like let's carry on doing a great show yeah no it is and yeah so yeah my comedy career was short lived um, <laughs> not because I mean 
I just yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah, <laughs> it was just yeah. I I I I loved doing it though. It was like for me, it was amazing. It was one of those like get out of your comfort yeah. zone and like just try something. It, those are, it. the more you can do of them. Yeah, from like a young age is like yeah. the best. Yeah, because I feel like what I've started learning about whilst doing my work in like mental health and and how important like this what we have that we carry with us every single day is is that it create it creates cognitive paths yeah so f- for us to when we create paths we create routine and we, we we create your brain gets used to so if you've worked the nine to five or you've done one thing the same thing over and over and over and over again for say five ten years you've created a path in your brain mm. that at that time it's gonna just wanna naturally without thinking go into because you've created that path so as hard as it can be and as scary as it can be creating like loads of different paths it's a scary thing because that also has an effect yeah on your brain but it can also it depends i guess it just depends on what it is that you want to do if you want to challenge your mental health or if you want to challenge your physical if you want to challenge anything you'll just go out of the ordinary and go and do things that you can do. Even down to like the little things, isn't it? Of like learning one new thing a day yeah. or, you know, just try something new. Yeah. You know, the, just a little experience where it might be, I'm not saying like go out and go skydiving, no, but no. I mean, it might it's mean walk a different route to yeah, work. Yeah. Like when you get yeah. off the bus or whatever, yeah. or get on the bus a stop later. Yeah. Or just do something that's we'll, a little yeah, bit yeah. different. And just to out like, of the ordinary. Yeah, just to like give your brain that different experience, like you said, and yeah. get out of that pathway. Just uh, so important. I was stuck in a rut for for a mm. while over the last like three or four, two three months, just in my own head of just working all these great amazing projects that I once dreamed of being a part of and doing, earning money from them like in a great place like family. On the surface, everything is great, mm. but just because it's so like monotonous that my brain was going, go go like go away and come back, and I realized after coming back from Amsterdam this week that it's just. It's so healthy, man. Yeah. So healthy for you. Yeah. I know everybody knows it, and it's a it's a sad fact. But I'm just in that zone right now where I've come back and I'm like, whew, everything is yeah. fresh. And you've, you, it's like you reset your brain. Yeah. And you just start from fresh, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but also, I'm fully aware that I didn't really finish introing you properly. <laughs> we just <laughs> went off on it. This is gonna. This, this is, is gonna happen. This is a good start. Yeah. <laughs> this um, is gonna happen. This is gonna test your abilities as a podcaster yeah. to rein me in. Yeah. Because I'm gonna go. My brain works mad, so it's gonna go. Vroom. Yeah. No, we'll go. We'll and go all go, those places. Bring it back. We'll go all those places. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm here with Mimshay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Hey, that is mad. <laughs> it's like 10 minutes yeah. in and it's like, yeah, right. Interesting. Everyone's wondering, who's this guy? Yeah, what's he doing? Who's he? Yeah, he even said what he does. But, yeah. In your words, can you let the people know who you are and a little bit about what you do? Yeah. Um, my name is Mim Sheikh. I'm a radio broadcaster, an actor, a poet, um, and a creative. As in, these are the, those, those, I say those three titles because that's the majority of work that I've completed at this stage of my life but I say creative at the end because I know I've I'm, I'm, I've been put here to create and just make different things and mm. just experiment with like different forms of creativity um, I've got radio shows I'm a presenter on One Extra I'm a presenter on the BBC Asian Network um, I've done my first film last year I'm shooting a drama series for BBC One at the moment um, I release spoken word videos online um, yeah, I'm just out here. 
Busy man. <laughs> yeah. Busy man. Yeah, busy. And so I want to roll it right back. Like, what's your, what was your educational background? Did you do uni? Did you, yeah. you know, just do college and then I done, I, I, I was, I done GCSEs. I finished my GCSEs. I done A-levels. Went to university, got myself a degree in in broadcast journalism. Okay. Yeah, yeah. at Leeds. And it, I, I wanted to either become a lawyer or I wanted to be a journalist. And there were two completely different, like, avenues to go down. I just thought I was a really good communicator, so I'd be able to be a great lawyer. Yeah. And yeah, I feel like I'd be able to hold it down. But then I was like, oh, but it might be a bit boring. <laughs> That's what, just what... And yeah. I went, what would be more interesting? And then I was like, if I'm a journalist... I'll be able to see different parts of the world and like what and what I didn't realize at the time is I wanted to meet people and I wanted to connect yeah. a lot and talk and interview and find out what's going on in that person what makes them the way that they are and then yeah decided to study broadcast journalism at Leeds so you made that decision there and then but I'm not made, there and then but like before you went to uni before I made my choice Chosen. I was there sitting down and I remember seeing the prospectus being like do I do that or do I do this? And I wanted to do broadcast journalism, I remember. And the word broadcast, because there was journalism courses left, right and centre everywhere, but the mm. word broadcast just stood out. And I was like, yeah, it's radio, it's TV, it's like multimedia. That's where it's go. that's the direction it's going in anyway. I don't really want to do print. Print's on the decline, it's on the out. And there was just something about broadcast that just made me, and everyone I've said that to has always turned around and been like, whoa, so you knew what you wanted to do and you're kind of, well, you are working in that in in, broad, in broadcasting. That's yeah. your industry. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, that's so rare. And I was like, why? It's like because sometimes people do degrees that don't. Sometimes they they don't go towards what they want. And they, but there's nothing. And I say, but there's nothing wrong with that because you still got an education. Yeah. But you've you've got something from the education system that you've taken on board, and then gone and achieved what you wanted to go and achieve in whatever field that is. Um, but yeah. I was proper studious, yeah, like proper. And what what was the uni experience life? Did you do student radio as yeah, well? Yeah, I done student radio yeah. at Leeds, and that was when I first fell in love with radio, like oh, yeah. properly broadcasting. Yeah, I was doing a whack show on LSR, bro. When I mean whack, I mean yeah. I'm sorry for the technical difficulties, guys. <laughs> we'll be back in um, three minutes, and like playing a song, uh, and then from there, just realised that this is what I wanted to do. Yeah. and was just like grinding to get to BBC yeah. and I was like I'm working Radio 1 my next show as yeah. soon as I left uni I knew I'd, when I was at uni my third year I was I'm going there yeah. that's where I want to that's where I want to work and what, how did you then what was the journey like then after student radio into you know One Extra and Asian Network what was the other the stops along the journey did nice. you do other you did, you did a show on Represent as yeah, well, didn't you? Did, community uh, station. Yeah, I've done a Represent show. Um, I've done internships at countless independent production companies, learning about radio and podcasting and broadcast and how it works. Um, I was working with Jump Off TV, who play a massive, massive, massive part in my journey because if they didn't show me the love from the beginning about how to kind of make videos and do production in that sense I wouldn't have been able to showcase what is it that I really really wanted to do um, yeah so done that um, I worked as an assistant producer um, and producer at the BBC 
for an independent production company, freelance, yeah. trying to earn some money. <laughs> whilst like And trying to get in the building. And trying to get in the building yeah. and trying to make relationships and trying to be like, hey, listen to my demo. Or hey, check this video out that I've just done. Or hey, here's another video. Or here's another demo. You know, trying to like, trying to get that contract. Yeah. <laughs> like, but then that didn't even come because it was like extra talent started. And then there was like people on rotation through extra talent um, at like 12, 1 a.m., one hour show. That was amazing. Yeah. Done that. And then from there, just depth, piloted, and by the grace of God, got like radio shows. That yeah. is like my job now. It's amazing. That's mad it? to say it that. It is amazing, isn't it? Because I, I say that because it's hard. It's mad because at one stage, that's all I ever wanted to do with my entire life. That mind, I just that that was my my mission is to just boom. I just that's all I want in life. You give me that, I'll be the happiest person in the world. Is what I was telling myself. And now I'm on a podcast with you, telling you that I achieved that. Mm. Uh, it's, it's yeah, it's amazing. And did you ever have the fear along the way that you wouldn't, <laughs> bro? A lot of the time, yeah. I'm not gonna front and stay sit here and go. Nah, man, fears like no such thing as fear. It's whack for you. It is. It's terrible for you. It's like it's not good. But I feared a lot. Yeah. Sometimes a bit too much. What's one time that you can really remember that like strong feeling of that fear? I was handing out flyers for jump off. It was like three in the morning. I'd just done like a shift at an independent production company, work experience, finished that, went to the jump-off offices, was that helping him out, went flyering, finished flyering, last bus home, wasn't operating, I was in Brixton, I was just thought I just have to like, walk. And I, and, I, and I was just, and I was going, and I was just thinking, what, is this, what am I doing? Like what, what? What am I really doing? Like I should be in bed, asleep. I got to be up at seven a.m. in the morning. What? What am I doing in my life? And I thought I was a bum. I, I couldn't see it in me. What? What? What it? What I was working towards? Yeah. Because I was just like, this is stress, man. This is long. Is this all gonna be worth it? And then you look back and then you go, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good you done that. Because yeah. it led to people being part of your journey and you realizing how you got to where you are mm. you can always reverse engineer you can never forward engineer yeah, ever but what would be the beauty of life if you could do that well i believe you can in some ways though in certain respects but you don't know like the intrinsic details mm. of when somebody looks sits you down and goes okay so how did that happen or how did that happen that's when it that's the beauty of it that you can't navigate yeah. like the people that come into your life how they're there, how long they're there, why they're there. And then you realise the meaning of these things afterwards. Yeah, which is, which is a, I think, very like powerful. Yeah, huge. Because you, you know, I think it's powerful for the, the fact of, at the time, you don't realise the lesson you're learning along mm. the way. Like you mm. said, you were feeling that fear. But now when you look back, you realise that actually what you were doing helped you on your journey to get to where you are. thousand percent which is why it then becomes very important to just appreciate where you are and what you're doing mm. and trust that if you really do want to get to where you want to go and you're focused enough on it, you can it's get yourself happen. there yeah. one way or the other. Like if you really want it that bad, yeah. 
that you you will get there in the end. Thousand percent. I think I think learning that, and I think being so being so focused on achieving something. This is what I want to achieve. This is what I've done. I've gone and achieved. From that age, in my early twenties, has now led me to think anything that I go and say I want to do, I'm gonna go and do. Mm. Like it's gonna happen. So there doesn't need to be this. Oh, but is it? Oh, but it ain't come yet. Or it ain't this or it ain't that. It's just like boom. It's like it comes. In, it's like a cloud. It like comes in and it's gone. Yeah. But quickly, not like slowly, like yeah. usual clouds do. It's like a bird, you should say. Cause it's like form, form. Sweeps in. Yeah. And then just flies away. <laughs> they might come back around again because yeah. it's like seen some like food somewhere, but then goes again. Um, yeah. That's yeah. That's what I learned from doing yeah. that. Well, it's good, man. Like I said, it's good to be able to take those lessons, isn't it? And then from from then on, at what point did you start to incorporate, you know, like the the sketch videos on YouTube and doing like the yeah. funny? So that all came from I, I can't take credit for that individually. That all came from Jump Off TV. Really? Yeah, I used to be we used to be there in the offices, and I just used to just be there helping out, sitting down, and there was just the first ever YouTube video that I ever done was oh man, it's so dumb. It was like some, I come in in a Mexican accent or saying something like, hey, I heard you, it's when Beyonce's hair got stuck to a fan. Yeah. In, in concert ages ago. And they were, they were working viral videos and they were like, oh, let's make a viral video about it. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, you play a Mexican guy, come in, be a Mexican guy. And I was like, coming in being like, hey man, I heard you got, a, I heard you got a girl stuck to a fan, man. Where's your girl stuck to a fan? And they were like, what? You can, what you can do voices like that? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, and then they just started pushing me yeah. to go do. And then we done this video called How Drake Fans Pick Up Girls. And I used to just go on the street, start crying. And then girls used to come. And then we done that. And then I remember the Jay Sean video that I done ages ago was like one that. And that was just an idea. We were sat in the office. And then they were just like, mobiles are on tonight. Why don't you go down as Jay Sean, bro? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's sick, you know. I'm going to do that. And they were like, what? I'm going to go. And I went and done it, filmed it, got in, and then put the video up the next day. Yeah. So yeah, that's where that's where those that's where the idea for those videos yeah. came by working with them collaboratively. That's amazing. I, I remember that Drake video. I think that was the first thing of yours that I probably saw. So I think yeah. I think that's the first time I took note of like, oh, who's this guy? Yeah. And then try to like work out like who you are, what you do, yeah, that kind of stuff. And that was like you know a long time. Yeah, ago. it's been about four years. Probably yeah, three four years. And the Jay Sean one, I think, you know, probably your most watched, I'd imagine, because that was. It's not. Is it not? No, but it's. I think it's, it's very up there. popular in UK London. Yeah, for anyone who get, yeah, gets the the kind of humour of it, um, and then obviously since then, like you said, you've touched on you, you you've moved more into like spoken word mm. stuff as well. Mm. Is that a recent transition, or have you always kind of written stuff and wanted to perform and just haven't? That's no, a more recent transition. Yeah. I think it's it's a. Uh, I think it's for me creativity is like it, it drives from you so like how how you are what you're going through how you feel it's like it comes as a driving force from there whatever creation you create mm -hmm. and I think earlier on I was so like gearing to go and um, just like wanting to mess around and joke and like show people like yo I'm here like trying to make my mark on the world and be like look I'm funny pay attention to me I need attention come check me out check me out check me out and then I think like a big like just like as I grew older I just started realising things a lot more and I just became a bit more 
aware yeah. just of like life and what it really means and I lost my nan and that was like a huge it's like the biggest thing that could ever happen to me because she was like my mum and my dad as she was like my parents yeah so I lost her and it was just this like overriding overwhelming feeling of like whoa alright cool massive reality check like where am I in the world what am I doing and then it just led me to just wanting to speak about things that I couldn't speak about you know like I'd be on the radio being like hey man this is great like this is fun this tune's sick this is wicked this is but then I'd be really feeling like I wonder how people feel like when they don't have a dad or I need to write this letter to my mum like how am I gonna say it to her I can't say it to her what am I gonna do you know and then I'd be led with all these things and that was actually an outlet for how I wanted to communicate what I wanted to get off my chest but I didn't have the capacity to do so because it's what happens in life is that you might want to say something but like social situations might not allow you yeah. to have the power in order to say something because of the fear that you might have of what you say is going to upset someone else and that's mad yeah. that, that's mad that's why creativity that's why art is that's why art is here yeah. because art is like the most truthful place you can be truthful yeah. the most honest place for you to be truthful be that on stage in front of a camera on the radio uh, making music making a painting with your analysis of like politics or like culture it's the most honest thing that's out there I feel like that's why a lot of artists that's why sometimes a lot of artists are labelled as like mad and oh, he's lost the block oh, he's crazy they're not they're, they're trying to talk, they're trying to talk their truth yeah. that's their truth what they believe it's their expression of their you know whatever emotions or feelings or exactly you know their mindset and anything like that isn't it exactly um, and do you think also as well that for you it was a thing of value in the sense of in your own life but also like the value you were putting out in terms of you weren't content just like mm. making a funny video mm. like it lost felt, its it lost its value yeah, yeah it like lost you felt its meaning. like if you had something a bit more powerful yeah, and yeah, deeper yeah. that people could could make an emotional connection with it would have more value to that person rather than it just being like a quick viral video yeah, spot on, spot they'll forget on, in five years spot on because it was getting into a process of like repeating these videos repeating these videos repeating these videos and the feeling that I got from making something and it oh yeah 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 100k views oh yeah yeah 50k views oh yeah you're that guy have you done that Theo Walcott prank oh yeah Jay Sean ha 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 it lost its novelty mm. like it just went alright cool in comparison to the feeling of oh my god what you just said in that video, I've been trying to say to my mum and I can't do it, but you just verbalised everything that I've wanted to say. Thank you. Mm. Or a charity getting in touch and being like, we want to work with you um, on this because you've done this. How do we make this happen? And to me, it just means there's something, something's happening with what I'm doing in regards to whether that's five people getting in touch or 500 that there's movement now on pe like people's emotional thinking with it. They it resonates. Yeah. And that for me means like, oh cool, wicked man. I feel like my presence here is more valued because of that. 
yeah. rather than <laughs> I can still do that like don't get me wrong like I'm doing I'm shooting a drama at the moment where we've got like funny scenes but it's not the I don't know I want something more yeah it, I think it's that thing within yourself as well isn't it of like I said the value and, and feeling like your work is impacting mm. and I guess influencing and having a kind of direct you know input into to someone's thought or like you said like, right, resonates really yeah. probably the words yeah. like work that really resonates with someone mm. and they can really feel what you feel through what they're they're going through or yeah. their experience yeah 100% I guess that's like similar to like you maybe doing like this podcast mm. is so that the conversations that people are listening to help them yeah you get what I mean yeah 100% through you being helped in regards to all the information that you're receiving from all these amazing people that you're interviewing people are eavesdropping in on this conversation and going oh I just listened to something mm. that's so good that Alex done that because if you've never done that then yeah. I wouldn't be able to appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, backing up what you said before, it, I've always viewed it as like, if it's 10 people who listen, 100 people who listen, 1,000 people who listen, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. As long as like one of those people can take something from it. Even if it's like, just my mum was listening, yeah. like at least someone's kind of yeah. taking something from it and able to, to take the kind of learnings. But that's such a good mentality to have mm. because people sometimes get into it for... I need to do like big numbers, big views, and it needs to be like popping, and it needs to be like retweeted by like these people. Da da da. That's all in the plan. Mm. Do you know what I mean? If you're a man with vision and you're a visionary yourself, that will all come with it. Yeah. And just step by step. Yeah. Day at a time. And I think what's very interesting as well is how, as you said, the work that you've done through your spoken word stuff has led onto a bigger and wider kind of message, I guess, yeah. in terms of. Um, the work that you've done with with the mental health um, charity through the royal family mm. um, heads together, together. Um, and, and that kind of stuff. So how did that come about? Where did that you know initial contact come from in well, terms of being made, involved? At the start of this year, I made the letter to my mother video, where I released where I opened the lid and showed that like what my life is like like maybe at home or. Mm. I exposed a part of myself that was like very, very, very um, close to me and very vulnerable mm. to do. And I think off the back of that video, which they saw, they just got in touch mm. um, over email and just said, oh my God, we've seen this video. We've got this campaign. Don't know if you know about it, but we would love you to be a part of it if there's any way you can. And then it's so funny because simultaneously at the same time, it that was happening at the BBC. So like, mm presenters were meeting like royal family and stuff but they knew my work not necessarily being a broadcaster yeah because i hadn't have spoken about anything by being a broadcaster i spoke about it in my own work yeah but through my bbc affiliation and working here they we was able to make a connection yeah the two worlds kind of came together together. Mm -hmm. and that's what made me go whoa that's mad um and then we went to the yeah we went to buckingham palace for like a uh, mental health reception where like loads of amazing people working in the sector all just have this aim of just improving mental health and the awareness of it what happens with it the legislation of it future developments for it for kids children um, and once that's once I was there I was just like I left there and I just remember going man yeah this is it this is the, I can, I've done something that I feel mm. very valued for 
from yeah. like in within me not needing validation from anyone else but just myself going wicked i could yeah. go sleep like yeah. and appreciate every blessing that's come into my life today and, for, and you know for anyone who who hasn't heard letter for to my mother you know the, the, i guess the story of that is that your mum has suffered quite heavily from from mental health issues so that's for you having lived in that world like you said it's you're then offering something back to it mm. and playing a role in some way potentially in you know one person's life mm. 10 people's lives whatever mm. um but how how was you know was your upbringing because you mentioned your nan yeah and obviously your, your your mother was quite sick yeah in her own way how was that kind of you know for you as as a young kid, you know, you did you know you've written a letter and who wants to go and watch it, mm -hmm. you know, but go watch it, yeah. you know what I'm trying to say. What yeah, was the yeah. kind of the the things that that impacted you through that? Um I think I I am an only child, so I've always been an only only child. I think that had a huge ramification on why I am the way that I am and how I might find it hard to trust people or be as easily opening and as trusting as say other people might have because they have their siblings and their mother and their father who have given them a lot of love from a young age. Um, I think if I didn't have my nan as a parental figure in my life, I wouldn't be here where I am today because she gave me so many gems and jewels that I feel was even better than actually having two fully functioning parents. Yeah. As I was talking to this about someone the other day and I was like, parents can sometimes be your own worst trap, you know? Mm -hmm. And they were like, what do you mean, bro? Like. That's my mum and my dad you're talking about. I was like, bro, I'm going to say something you might not like, but they could be your own limitations right there because what you want to do and you tell them what you want to do, they're going to go, nah, nah, you can't do that. You need a job. You need money. Yeah. What are you going to become a radio broadcaster for? How's that going to work? You acting, what are you going to act in? That they can be your own limitation from a very young age. Yeah. If you have this thought and this idea that you share with them and they go, nah, you can't do that. Yeah. They must plant the seed, isn't it, of that seed of doubt. And I've seen that with my own eyes, with people in my family and other families. And I think, why is the choices that they've made has led them to that? It's because they think that by doing what they're doing is going to make their parents happy mm. and pleased and proud. But is that ultimately going to make you happy and pleased and proud? That's why I'm saying... As much as people might say, oh my God, no mum, no dad, it's not negative. It's actually allowed this young man to just fly freely yeah. and do whatever he wants in the world. Yeah. And support it and, you know, guide along the way. Not necessarily, like you said, place limitations, yeah. but guide that young girl or that young boy along that way. And yeah. if they do make mistakes, you know, help them through that and etc. But ultimately, you know, it's like... Um, if you if you watch like you know the David Attenborough documentaries, it's like the mum the mum bird flies off the cliff yeah, first, yeah, and yeah. it's like all right, cool, come and come and meet me there. And yeah, then, yeah, you yeah. Know, The little duckling or whatever is left to, <laughs> to, to fend for itself. Yeah, yeah, and that's the kind of a real raw like beautiful way of looking at it is like the mum's not there. Like all right, get on my back, mm. um, I'll fly you down. Yeah, and then it's like all right, I'm gonna go, and then you you got to do it yourself. Mm. Like if you make it, you mm. make it. Congratulations. Yeah, no, got. but that's that's a great way to be able yeah. to do that because some some people don't allow their children they they mother their children a lot which can lead to then a whole load of issues when they're growing up yeah. 
You know? It's just weird. I've just realised I've used that. Um, I've used that example before in another one. That example of the birds flying off the cliff that must really resonate with me. You somehow. need to get. You need to get some more examples. <laughs> yeah. You need to watch some Blue Planet <laughs> <laughs> to get up on the fish. Uh, <laughs> the fish um, stories. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah, no. But what I find is really incredible particularly having seen your journey from like I said that Drake video mm. to obviously meeting and mm. you know watching your broadcast journey as well as like we were doing respect mode is the kind of change within you as well yeah You've bro- what's that like like you know what's mad you know what I find mad I can't see I can't see what you see you know yeah I can't uh, from anyone yeah and I was having this conversation again with someone the other day and they said oh well done on everything you do I was like thank you like why are you saying it like that I was like because I don't yeah. You don't hear it. I don't believe what happens on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook because to me, that's not real life. So like real life is me to hear. Mm. So like when you say that, it just it intrigues me so much into thinking like what's mad about it? Do you know what I mean? Like what what's crazy about the the journey that you've seen from doing that video to like how I am now within myself? Like what can you see? I, I've just seen like a, a change... I think within you Mm. in terms of when I used to see you around you'd be like quite like you know I don't know like brash or like you know almost like bravado but now you're a lot more like not calm you seem like a lot more like at peace you see what I mean a lot more like even the tone of your voice is kind of different like it's like changed and smoothed out a bit and it's just like little things like that yeah and yeah that's so real yeah because that is exactly what it is I think I found contentment mm. that's a great word yeah. yeah I found contentment in my in myself I still get annoyed yeah I still get peed off about like loads of things and like I'm very I can get very angry about stuff but I think I'm just I'm at peace with who I am mm. man and that and that transitions into your work that's yeah. you know that's I guess what I'm trying to say is that internal you know, peace. contentment and yeah. peace has now transitioned into the work you're doing. you're doing, and then it's then going beyond that, and you know, like the stuff you're doing with um, Heads Together, and you know, future work that you'll probably do as well, mm. which is you know, incredible mm. to see. Um, you're smart. <laughs> no, like <laughs> you're very you're aware of human beings, of human behaviour. It's not a, it's, it's rare. Yeah. It's not. It's, everyone's not like that way not, everyone's not that way inclined yeah no it's, you know, it's for me it's a lot of reading and yeah. a lot of just trying to understand those types of things yeah. so it's always it's always interested me like I studied I mean when I say I studied it doesn't mean I'm an expert like psychology and sociology in school okay but like didn't do very well at all in either of them yeah but the but fact I always that had you, an interest in yeah the fact that your brain was telling you from mm. then study that mm. I wish I studied psychology mm. and a part of it is I guess like the hundred miles an hour that my brain works at mm. most of the time is like just trying to understand that and you know I think that's pro- probably where it come from and, mm. and especially being like a, a, a 15, 16 year old kid like you've just done your GCSEs and you're going into your A-levels which is where I studied it it's like you, you're in that path of like trying to understand yourself Yeah. and I think that's the thing that took interest for me is like okay why does a brain work in a certain way or etc Um but yeah, like I said, I didn't do very well in either of them. But I've always carried that interest. Yeah. And even now, like a lot of the books I read are very, you know, self-improvement, self-help, yeah. self-teaching kind of books. Um, cause I feel like we're always on that journey, though, mm. of, like, finding ourselves. Yeah. And, like, 
being completely self-aware of like how we are, what we do, what's good for us, what's not good for us, what makes us happy, what doesn't make us happy. Um, and I think as you get older, things start changing mm. and you start adapting to the way that your life is around you. It's like, who was I talking about just the other day? I asked someone a question. Do you think so-and-so... Do you think so-and-so has grown out of their ways in regards to, like... Are they... So they're, like, 50, 60 years old, but they're still acting mm. like the 20, 30-year-old version of themselves. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That scares me so much. Because I feel like that person hasn't adapted along yeah, with they... the time of like growth because like, as you get older we all grow like, yeah. well we should be mm. so how are you going to stay the same at 20, 30 to 50, 60 yeah. could be, I mean it could be a number of things to be honest with you. I don't want to like psychoanalyze anyone but yeah, maybe I'm doing a bit too. I much guess no. I guess I guess a lot of it could be that fear of getting old, isn't it? And just trying to like stay young, attach yourself to staying young, and not really, like you said, adapt into your environment as you you as you go along that journey. You just try and like stay with it as much as you can. Mm. I think that could be a, a part True. of it. Maybe it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, right. So now what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna invite some people to join our conversation via Instagram Live. Um, so, so I'm here recording an episode of Dreamers Disease. Cheese. I'm with Mimshake. Cheese. What's happening? We're here. Um, Ready? I oh know. Lisa's joined. Hey, Lisa. Um, so we're here. We're recording for the podcast. I'm with Mim, and we are about to discuss our biggest influence yeah. in our life. So you first. No, I asked you first. <laughs> I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I just, just said I, you first. No, I just asked you. So, Mim, tell us who's been the biggest influence uh, in your life. I don't want to get shout one. out those who locked in: Ross, Shenessy, Cheese, um, Charlie Smith, Manchester, hey, number one fan. Hey, hey, um, hey. So yeah, we're talking about biggest influence. So if you're watching, um, I'm expecting to see a comment right there saying who the biggest influence in your life has been and why. And Mim's gonna tell us his. Yeah, but do you want me to get deep? Mm, let's go for it. My biggest influence is my nan. 100%. Why? Because of everything that she'd done in her life, like 87-year-old woman came to this country with literally just her sister here and like built up shop for like a huge family. And I feel like that is a bigger challenge than going and trying to achieve anything in your career. Yeah. Because that, that, that goes past your career. That's like family. That's like way more stresses and way more burdens having all of them kids. Um, yeah, and I think she'll always be my biggest yeah. influence. And how how big was the family then? How many kids was it? She had like eight kids. Eight? Yeah. Wow. Popping them out. <laughs> Left, right and centre. <laughs> wow. and, she, and she basically, so she was she the, the generation of the family that came to to UK then? Yeah, she no, she was the parent of that generation. Yeah. So she was the parent of those that came yeah, yeah. Oh, so she brought, she, every, she brought she everyone over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was like the mother duck. Yeah, 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 yeah. The ducks again, haven't I? <laughs> <laughs> my favorite. My favorite. Um, yeah. TP's locked in. Shout out TP. Yeah, they came and yeah, yeah, man. She's my queen. Yeah, always. always what, and what's the biggest like lesson she's taught you? Always make everyone feel welcome mm. and like be kind to them, no matter what they do to you. Um, which is something that I found very easy. But like as I'm getting older, it's like it's hard, man. Mm. You know, someone's like annoyed you and like really pissed you off, and you're just like, like she would say, "Be kind, 
like be kind mm. don't get angry to them but like, me being like a young man and my anger's like all time high yeah so it's like someone it's like shut up <laughs> I don't want to talk to you I'm not your friend um, yeah that's I think that's the biggest thing that you taught me yeah um, alright so your turn we're talking about biggest influence so Mims flipped this one on to me um, but I'm flipping it on to you guys that are locked in um, who has been the biggest influence in your life um, and why mine would be that's a very good question um, I I think for me it'd probably be my parents or my granddad um, my granddad because again it was his side of the family that had like a very successful business um, so seeing that kind of work that went into that as a young kid and he was you know quite um, quite interesting in that you know he was very um, flash isn't the word but he was like comfortable with his money so he always made sure like Christmas like as as young kids we had like nice stuff to open Amazing. and nice presents to open and stuff Amazing. like that and just you know he even set up like a little trust fund for for the, his four grandparents so when we reached a certain age we we had like some money in, as savings and you know all kind of off his own back through his through his hard work that the family did mm. um, and then that kind of translated down into my dad and, and his brother because they took over the business in the end sort of with, with my uncle and my granddad overlooking it so that kind of all you know filtered down and my dad would do like late nights and come home late and stuff like that so seeing that and then also you know my mum because she's just typical Italian mum really who's <laughs> you know hard on you but teaches you a lot of lessons yeah. in life so you know you got to be very thankful for 100% do you know what I mean yeah. and then no, no one is, is blessed enough to have opportunities like that no, but everyone has influences and I think it's important to uh, reflect on that so we've got oh, Andre, my cousin from Australia is locked in. Andre, who's your biggest influence in your life? Let me know. Um, so we've got one from Shurslow Evans. I can't remember how to say that properly. Sorry, man. Um, Frank Ocean. Biggest influence. Yeah. Nah, that's a wicked influence. Though. Yeah, it's a sick influence. He does he said, whatever he wants mm, to do. And he said the man is uh, challenged in so many ways of creation and yeah. expression yeah. Um, and does it so eloquently. Yeah. And then Lisa said, my mum and sister both have overcome great adversity mum sacrificed so that we could have the best start in life which is amazing Michelle who's filming is locked in as well <laughs> he's, he's not getting enough of the life <laughs> that's amazing um, so yeah last chance guys to let us know who your biggest influence is and then we're gonna we're gonna lock this off so let me know Dario's locked in hey Dario um, so I'm with Min by the way if you've just locked in we're here um, talking influences so let us know who you've got to see biggest... what's on Alex's jumper as well like show them that because I thought that's, that's real. Embrace. Oh, it's backwards. Embrace your reality, it says. Yeah, it's not reality or embrace. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually bought this because it was very on brand, very on message. <laughs> um, you have to do that, though. Yeah. You have to embrace your reality. Exactly. Uh, Sophie's locked in. Hey, Sophie. Can you let us know who your biggest influence is? I'm with Mim. Mim's over there looking very swaggy in his scarf. Oh, oh. But yeah, last chance to let us know who your biggest influences are. And then we're going to wrap up the rest of this chat. But yeah, man, embracing your reality is important. It's, it's a lot of what we were talking about earlier, wasn't it? Of that journey and like what just you have. yeah, carrying on that journey and being yeah. appreciative of the moment yeah. rather than looking forward yeah. and, and having that, that fear of, it's, it's hard. am I achieving? Yeah. Am I going to be successful? It's really hard though when you're a visionary to like not, yeah. not think about that stuff in the future. Yeah. Because you're a visionary. Yeah, we've had a good question. What would you say to your biggest influence? So what would you say to your nan? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, mum would be the same I was exactly what I'd say say thank you for the lessons so, yeah. um, thank you for being you 
yeah for me to learn off so yeah that's that I'm gonna, I'm gonna end this Instagram live now um, so thanks for locking in everyone there's Mim looking swaggy again so thanks for locking in you were on it early Jeez. just remember this moment yeah alright peace that's what I love about Instagram live mm. the fact that you know that people saw that stuff so next question I want to talk talk to you about ask you is you're at the start of the year so what would be your goals or if you could set yourself three goals for 2018 what would they be I'm not doing goals anymore no why not I'm living my life yeah yeah and I know where I'm going so I don't need goals yeah like that it's weird if it's like I just I, I needed goals before but I think I've so I think I've really come to terms with what I'm doing and where I'm going towards and what I want to do with the rest of my life that there's some things I can't control yeah as in these are opportunities that come in and if I get so stuck down on creating goals that my decision making method is sometimes affected by having these goals in place mm. I can't say yes to that because my goal is to do that so I say no mm. or it, it just messes with I've just realised it starts messing with things a bit so I know I know where I'm going towards I know the trajectory of what I want to go and achieve but I, I want to be a better person it's not necessarily so much about wanting to achieve in career anymore honestly yeah it's doing good by you isn't yeah, it yeah and I feel like that reflects in your work man like your work just becomes better and people want to listen to you or want to know what you're up to or want to hear your opinion on things that are happening because you know you mm. so I think the worst thing is for me to get so distracted by like who I am by having all this like worldly success that would be my worst thing to wanting, wanting to have so if, it, if I could have the opposite of that then my 2018 is going to be amazing and I'm starting off the year by doing um, a documentary yeah which is like a powerful documentary for my own like personal development. Um, I'm going to meet my dad, who I've never met before in my whole life. Oh, really? Wow. So I'm going on this journey to find him, track him down, and oh, ask really? him like what happened. But I like, have cameras there and film the whole thing. Wow, that's yeah, crazy. It's going for BBC Three next year. And do you know where, like, where in the world he is? Or? No. <laughs> nice. He's literally starting from scratch. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, getting a charity on board and just going to like that would be incredible. Make it. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's going to be like... Tough and challenging. Tough, yeah, yeah. hard. So I thought... I, 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 I thought doing Letter to My Mother in January this year was very open, vulnerable and soul-bearing that I thought I'm never going to be able... like, And I learned so much from me as a human being after mm. doing that. Then I thought, is that it? Like, how else am I going to be able to replicate the feeling that I f felt whilst creating that piece of art? And then I was just like, let me deal with all these issues and layers that I have within mm. me. And not having a father is something that resonates and relates to a lot of people. Yeah. And I've, yeah, that's we're gonna go and make that in Jen. Wow. Yeah. That'd be that'll be incredible. Yeah. So I guess my, what I'm saying is that I would just wanna just do. I just wanna be better at me. Yeah. Like personal. Yeah. I think that's that is a goal of within itself. Yeah. Isn't and it? Just it's not, reflect that into like yeah. professional. It's not necessarily a, a strategic goal in terms of like I want to do X, Y, and Z, mm. but 
that's a goal within itself is just to continue grow and develop yeah I know what I want to do for the rest of my life which is mm. like radio acting documentaries mm. like that's the future and yeah. it's happening so it's like yeah mm. it's good what about you goals yeah um, see I'm, I'm I'm gonna be a bit more strategic this year because okay. Um, 2017 I wasn't I was a bit more broad okay. which was very beneficial like and I did enjoy that but because of you know with the podcast and the, the brand around it I'm trying to be strategic. extend outwards I've got to be slightly more strategic in it so like one of mine is um, to get to a quarter of a million listens by the end of the year um, that'll happen should do um, then I want to do at least four live recordings Sick. with an audience. Live. Yeah, get some guest speakers down. Live. Yeah, get an interview in, um, record it all live and put it out. That's going to happen. Yeah. And then I want to do a seminar by the end of the year. Seminar? Yeah. Uh, for the podcast? Just a seminar. Just It doesn't necessarily have to be recorded. But under under the Dreams Disease banner, do a seminar. People can come down and learn take things away network yeah. meet people um, maybe do like a whole day thing with different um, that's wicked man mm, so there'd be my free and then obviously alongside that you know continue to to learn and develop myself yeah. and take on more information and yeah. you know just learn as much about me and humans mm. and, and, and you know emotion. I feel like yeah I feel like that I feel if everyone could make a like, I feel like if we all could consciously make a goal of understanding human beings more than you think you already do. Mm. If we all done that collectively, oh my God, I feel like the world would just be... Be so much better. It'd just be a better place to live in, Mm. man. Mm. There's no, like, you don't have to... Mm. You don't have to be someone you're not. You don't have to live behind this image of yourself. It's up behind the shield, isn't it? Yeah, just lay it bare. It's cool. Whoever's meant to stick in your life will stick. Mm. Whoever isn't, see you later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And do you know what? I think that's a part of the reason why I find it very hard to get annoyed or like get angry is because if it's someone or something or a circumstance that's caused that or tried to cause that, I'll try and understand why they have the other the other side of it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so if someone's you. come at you and they're being aggy. Yeah. They might have had a shit day. Yeah. They might have just Maybe found out that something. Yeah. something serious has happened in their life. Yeah. Like you don't know that. You yeah. can't take it for face value. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of that is why I'm, I'm you know, people tell me I'm quite calm all the time. And yeah, I think you are. I think that's probably why. You are very. <laughs> like I can't imagine you getting angry. Yeah. Like the only time I ever get angry, to be fair, is when it comes to football because that's like oh, that's s- different, man. Seriously heightened emotions. Yeah, yeah that's different. That's and like that's different. It's a different kind of. Yeah. It's like a raw passion, isn't that's it? It's like a very like. Um, caveman kind of like that's just different yeah I just say that's just different yeah <laughs> um, so then next thing I want to ask you is if, if we were to wind back time and you could speak to a younger version of yourself mm. what three bits of advice would you give yourself to start doing <laughs> deploy more patience young man <laughs> that'd be the first one um, don't stress about what's to come and in the words of Bob Marley, just know everything's gonna be all right. Jeez, shout out Bob Marley. <laughs> and then one thing you'd give, um, one bit of advice you'd give yourself to stop doing. 
overthinking. I, I just, ugh, even now, I, I, I genuinely just think it's part of me, mm. the way my brain operates, mm. and having that creative. I don't know what it is, but I just stop overthinking mm. about every small, single, minute detail. But yeah. And do you, do you do any practices to stop that? To stop that? Or yeah, help? I mean, obviously. Meditation, mindfulness, being at peace with yourself, taking time out for like just it it helps to an extent but not fully. Mm. I think I need to become I still need to find something that really allows yourself to just be at peace with yourself in that sense. Yeah. Um Yeah. And that will come yeah. in time. Do you find that stuff helps? Yeah, 100%. Meditation, yeah. I, I, I can't preach that enough enough to people. And, you know, it might just be me and the way my mind works that I find it very beneficial. But, man, since I've started meditating, I've become even more chilled than... Before. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that's possible. And, and it's just like, for me, it's it's a good way to just have 10 minutes, 20 minutes. We don't... You just shut everything off. You shut out the noise. You shut out everything. And you just... Mm. Be... That's me in the sauna steam room. Yeah. Like, I'm locked up. Yeah. No no, no one's getting to me. Yeah. I'm alone. Which is important. It's important to have. To, I was to talking to someone moments. on set about that and, and understanding how, as you get older, your alone time decreases because you start having children. Mm. You have partners. You have all these people in your life that are dependent on you for your time mm. and your love and your affection. So it becomes, it must become really hard for you to find your own way of just having your own time and space to do what you want. Especially if you're in a job that, I think being a radio broadcaster allows you that, like you have three hours in your day to go in and just, this is you time. Mm. This is you talking to listeners and you get to do you and be you. Um, But yeah, not having that might be a bit difficult. Mm. It's funny because there's there's a famous saying, which goes, you, everyone should find at least 20 minutes a day to meditate. Mm. And if you're too busy, then you should find an hour a day to meditate. <laughs> yeah. Which is, you know, it's that, it's that thing of just having that time and that moment to reflect and just shut everything out. Yeah. So it can be so powerful. Because yeah. it's your brain, man. It's your computer that runs everything. Yeah, 100%. You've got to look after it. Yeah, because if you're not... That's what I'm saying, what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, that I'm so... I don't know if I would be in this great place mm. if... I, I'd done this podcast last week with you mm. because I would have come in and been like, yo, what's going on? <sighs> yeah, man, I'm doing this drama, trying to do this documentary, got like radio shows, like doing this, doing that. Yeah, what's going on? You know what I mean? Like my mind would be there. So I would have pulled you back in. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> but yeah, you got a good way of doing that though. You probably would have. Um, yeah. So yeah, last question for you. Um, what would you say would be your ultimate happiness goal? Um like huge family big house loads of food people that you love friends family all like gathered round like having the best night of your life sounds like Christmas day yeah but like on your terms yeah that I mean yeah your house that you worked hard for yeah your car outside that you worked hard for yeah your wife that you married yeah. you've been able to provide everything yeah, for those you, people yeah for the people you love yeah. That for me is like, whoo, yeah. that is sick. 
I, I just know yeah. what, see my reaction yeah. I already know what that would do to me yeah 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 it's just being there like in my own way I'd be like yo <laughs> yeah just personally it's like I've done that yeah. like, cool done it you know what I mean yeah that'd be amazing it's not and before if you ask me that question yeah to say that the, 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 the Mimi was here like bravado yeah man you know like million Twitter followers <laughs> Gucci belt like, yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Balenciagas, like all of that. Yeah, and then you just as you got older, you just realize that that stuff doesn't hold any value. Yeah, like it really doesn't. I love nice stuff. Don't get me wrong, but it just doesn't hold any value. Mm. The thing that holds value to me is what I just said. That will bring me complete bliss, happiness, like fully. Yeah. What would it be for you? Probably similar, man. Just, just for me, I think just the freedom to, to live my life how I want to live it mm. and just just let everything else melt away mm. like being able to travel and see things and learn new things and see new things um, just having just having that man that's mm. it I just want to live a simple life yeah. to be honest I think deep down we all do a simple life of a cottage <laughs> with no wifi or, <laughs> just, the best and, and just be able to just appreciate like yeah. the nature and the yeah. beauty around yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know I, I joke about it with my mates all the time like whenever you know things get a bit mad, I'm like, I just want to, I just want to live the quiet life. That's yeah. it. I just want to live the quiet life, simple yeah. life. Um, it's I think mad that's it, though. If you're a person who wants to live the quiet life in a world, mm. an industry that is not quiet, mm. you know what I mean? Mm. That's where it's like mm. that counterbalance can be. But it's still doable. But that's where I really appreciate these moments. Is because we've been in here recording for an hour. And we haven't once checked our. Uh, we went on Instagram live. Oh, that's different because we haven't once. We haven't once checked our phones. Yeah. We haven't. We've just shut everything out around us. I live my life like that. Yeah. And we're in the middle of central London. There's thousands of people around us yeah. at any one given moment, yeah. and we're just here. Yeah. Like in this not phone, that, not that, not head down, but head up. Yeah. And that for me is inclusive in the quiet life. It's, yeah. That is the quiet life. I'd made a decision in my life earlier this year that I'm gonna be very honest, even if my honesty hurts people. I need to be. I'm going to do that. And I'm not gonna be controlled by them. Mm. Those are two decisions that I made, and the honesty ones, like, I need working on because it's it's hard. Like, I get into a lot of arguments nowadays in comparison to what I did before. But that one is amazing. The one of my phone does, does yeah. not control me. I control it. Yeah, I'm in control of you. Yeah. I know what you're doing to me right now. Put it aside. Yeah. Yeah. Because I worry that it could have control over me mm. and it can egos likes boosts all of that mm. I can't do that man mm. I think that's a beautiful note to end on yeah that's um, right. so thank you very much for joining me You're it's welcome. been it's been very very amazing yeah um, so I hope you guys listening have, have heard loads um, if you want to find out more from Mim where can they find you online uh, when you're online yeah my, when I'm online um, now I say that but I do upload I do update my story quite regularly um, <laughs> Instagram's mim underscore shake shake is spelled S-H-A-I-K-H Twitter is mimshake underscore YouTube mimshake official Facebook mimshake again just around listen to my radio shows as well yeah Saturday and Sunday 6 till 10am on one extra Thursdays 9 till 12 on the Asian Network lovely thank you you're welcome so there we have it guys, that was Mim's story and you know, as I said during the interview, it's really incredible to see his journey change and his kind of mindset change over the years and he's got himself in a really beautiful place where he's just, you know, he's like in the zone and he's just flowing with his work and everything he's doing is really 
powerful and incredible. So I hope there was a lot you could take from that. Definitely lots that I learned from it. And as ever, if you want to ask me more, if you want to hit me up, or if you've got some guests to recommend or anything like that, you can contact me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Alex Manzi, or you can follow Dreamers Disease on Instagram at the underscore Dreamers Disease or Twitter Dreamers Pod. So thanks again for listening. I'll see you next time. Keep chasing your dreams. This podcast is produced by Unedited.